Welcome to the You on the Camino de Santiago podcast, Season 4. This podcast is for and about people getting ready for their first ever pilgrimage on the Camino de Santiago in Spain, France, and Portugal. With your host, Camino guide and longtime pilgrim, Nancy Reynolds of the Camino Experience. If you are a woman of a certain age, or if you know someone who is, this episode is for you. Well, and her. My guest today is Alisa Golden, community builder extraordinaire, joining me from Toronto, Canada. Hi, Nancy here. I first met Alisa through her Facebook group, Waka the Camino. Waka is an acronym for Women of a Certain Age, which both she and I are. In this case, it means women age 50 and over. But if that's not you, don't go. We are going to touch on a number of ageless topics that are relevant to all pilgrims. We are going to be busting some Camino myths in this episode, as well as exploring the question of whether everyone loves the Camino, or do we just not hear about it when people don't? Alisa is going to give us an inside view of her community building efforts and why she thinks community is all there is. Be sure to check the show notes because I've got some links there for what Alisa is working on. Before we meet Alisa, I want to let you know that there is a special additional section added on to the end of this recording. So when you reach the end of our conversation, don't drop off. There's still something else coming. Two things, actually, so stick with me until the very end. I also want to mention that I have a special offer coming up on my Camino Frances Getting Started Audio Guide. In case you're not familiar with the audio guide, this is the program that takes you from where this podcast leaves off and gets you all the way to saint jean pied du port and through your first few days on the trail. You know all those questions you're still asking? Like, how do I get to saint jean pied du port No, really. How do I know which airport to fly into? Do I then take a train or a bus? And how do I get the timetables to line up? What is that first stage out of saint jean pied du port really like? And can I do it in one day or should I break that stage into two days? And then where do I stay if I do that? And then there's that big question, can I really do this? By the time you're done with the audio guide, you will be able to answer that question with a confident yes. And you will have your answers to all your Camino getting started questions, plus answers to questions you haven't yet thought to ask. Alisa and I will be talking about the audio guide too, so I want to be sure you know about the special offer up front and more importantly, how to get it. The offer starts on Friday, February 23rd, and will run for three days. That's Friday where I am, by the way, and Saturday in New Zealand and Australia. Here's the offer. I will be taking 20% off the audio guide, and I will be sending the promo code out to my email list on Friday. So if you would like to get that promo code, be sure you are on my email list. 
You can sign up by going to my website, thecaminoexperience.com, or by following the link in the show notes. Also, when you sign up for my email list, I will be sending you my top 10 Camino tips that don't usually show up on the top 10 lists. You may already know this about signing up for email lists. Often, the initial confirmation email goes right to your spam or junk folder. So if you don't see an email right away from Nancy at the Camino Experience, check spam or junk. If you are listening to this episode of the podcast after February 2024, you can stop by my website to find out what's going on now. I mean, you're now. Okay, shall we meet Alisa? Alisa, hi. Thank you so much for being with me today. Hey, Nancy. I have been looking forward to this. I'm so glad to be chatting with you. I know. We've been talking about this for a while, ever since we worked on the book project. Last mm-hmm. fall. Yeah. So we're going to talk about that, your book that you uh, compiled of all those wonderful Camino stories from women over 50. The book's called Hearing the Camino's Call. That's right. What's the subtitle on that? Hearing the Camino's Call. Stories of inspiration and celebration from women over 50 walking the Camino de Santiago. It's not short, but it says it all. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's a nice long title. The book isn't that long, but it actually has, what, 58 stories from women? That's right. Yeah. Wow. That was an extraordinary project. And we're going to talk about that. But I want to start where I always start with my guest, and that is to put the pin in the map, because I know my listeners will want to know have a picture in their mind of what Camino you'll be walking. And I believe this is your first time on the Camino. Yes, it is. Okay. So start us out with what route you're walking and when you're starting and how long you'll be out there. Okay. I am going to be walking the Camino Francis. I am going to be getting on a plane from Toronto on April the 24th. And I will be in Saint-Jean-Pierre-de-Port on the 26th and starting the Camino on the 27th. And it is going to take me a total from Saint-Jean to Santiago to Finisterre to Mushia, back to Santiago by bus. (laughs) Wow, you're doing the whole thing. I'm doing the whole thing. (laughs) 60 days, 60 days. Yeah. And I'm actually going to add a couple of days on. I'm going to train to Porto and I'm going to spend two days in Porto and then fly from Porto back to Toronto. So 62 days if you count Porto as well. Okay. I'm just going to put the big rubber stamp of approval on that plan. (laughs) I love that. Have you been to Spain or Portugal before? Never. I've never been to Spain and Portugal. I've, I've never. Yeah. No, never. And that's, you know, I think that's part of it, right? Is once I was going to be doing something that I've never done before, and I'm going to be turning 60 next month, I just decided it wasn't even like I decided it was like, this voice just came in and said, you know, just make the most of it. Who knows if you're ever going to go again, just just do the whole thing, you know, and do it slow and take it easy and see everything you can possibly see and yeah. So that's what I'm doing. It's a, it's a long time. That's a huge trip, but I'm just like, just standing ovation. I mean, I just love it. And that, that icing on the cake Porto two days, Porto, <laughs> Porto is in my mind, the perfect European city. 
I just oh, love that city. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's oh yeah. So and cool. not for nothing, but it's the home to port wine, dessert wine. I didn't know that. I know. I didn't know that either. The first time I went, imagine my surprise when I found that my two favorite words were together, dessert, wine. <laughs> right. That's very exciting, actually. Yeah. And you know what? My favorite red wine is Navarra, Spanish wine. Oh, well, that's the beginning so, of the trip. Right. So I'm like, I'm not saying, you know, that that's why I'm going or anything. But I mean, let's face it. Once I'm there, I, I may have a glass or two. You, you never know. Okay. Yeah. So we're not opposed to taking in the best the countries have to offer. Ah, good way to put it. That's yeah. Put it. So yeah, let's talk about good. why. Let's talk about why you're not going just for the wine. It's a nice bonus, but why, why are you doing this? That's a big amount of time to step out of your life yeah. and go do something that's not really easy. It's not like you're going to go couch surfing or sit on the beach for right. 60 days. Why are you doing yeah. this? You know, I think um, the answer is in the question that you asked so well, right? It's 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 something that is outside of life, and mm. I was definitely called. You know, I've been I've known about the Camino for thirty years. I I had a conversation with someone a year and a half ago, and there was just this huge rush of energy that said, you know, figure out when you're going to go, and it was going to be you know April 2024, which at that point was. 16, 18 months away. Mm -hmm. And I knew I was going to need that time. And, mm -hmm. and I didn't know why I was going, except that it's always been part of my awareness that I was going to be doing this. And in some way, shape or form, I knew nothing, nothing about the Camino, nothing about it for the 30 years, nothing about it when he said, you know, the word Camino to me. And all of a sudden I was like, what, what Camino you've been on it. And yeah, I've been on it eight times. Like, and then it was just, but as I was looking into it, the Camino, that Camino that I described to you, that 60 days. And it, it was like the only option, Nancy, it mm. wasn't like, okay, what can I afford? And, and how much time can I take? And, you know, what's the easiest route and the, none of that happened. It was like, you're doing the Camino Francis, you're doing the whole thing. As I started to look at, you know, how many kilometers I thought I could walk every day, roughly, you know, it started to unfold in terms mm. of where I was going to be staying for the night and how long it was going to take me. And it was only after I realized it was going to take me, you know, 60 days that I started to look at other people's plans and I started to realize not a lot of people are taking 60 days to do this like you know why is it taking me so long mm. but it was never a never an option to you know to do it to do a part of it or to do it faster or you know not to stay an extra day in Pamplona or not to stay an extra day it all just kind of unfolded but I I I know that I'm now I'm clear on why I'm doing it because I I know that I know that I need a uh, space just to be with myself. I know I'm very happy in in my life, but as one of the women in the book says, you know, I the roles that I played in my life just unfolded in front of me and I never questioned them, I never thought about them and I feel like this is my place to use that space just for myself in order to um, 
you know, sink into the definition of who I am. And in a way, what's, what's next? How can I walk through my life with more uh, authenticity, with more connection to my essence and, and, and my, my soul's purpose. And, and I think I need the space without the roles to do that. We could stop right there. (laughs) I mean, that just, all of that, what you just said, what I, what I love about that is how consciously you are choosing your experience Mm. and you did it without knowing what everybody else chose first. Right. You went, what is my heart calling for? What is my spirit longing for? Right. You envisioned this trip. Now, I want you to share with us, you, you shared this with me when we were working on the book project, the image, what you imagined the Camino would be like before you met that man a year and a half ago. Right. Well, think, to share with share with us that image. I think I even wrote that in my in my in my preface for the book, didn't I? So that the whole world could see what I was thinking. Well, when I first heard about this walk across Spain, like that's the way I heard it. I heard there's this long walk, and you can do it. You can go from one side of Spain to the other side. And in my head, I went, "Oh wow! Like you're walking through the Spanish jungle, and <laughs> there's all these these trees and this wilderness, and you're just sort of." hacking your way through it. And I remember hearing people, you know, every five or 10 years, somebody would say the word Camino or would tell some sort of a story. And they would say something like, um, you know, you can always find somewhere to sleep. You can always find somewhere to something to eat. You know, it, it's fine. And I would think in my head, how in the world, in the middle of the wilderness, could you possibly find something to eat or find somewhere to sleep. I had these images, you know, sleeping on the ground and foraging for berries. I mean, I really knew absolutely nothing at all. So imagine my delight when I started into it. Okay. So here's the, here's the question. When you envisioned this 60 day trip, was it with that image or was it after you spoke to the man and found, found out some facts? No, thank goodness. It was when I started to research it. And I, the first image that I had when I researched it was um, that there are these, these, these little villages, you know, and they sort of pop up. And I, and in my brain, (laughs) in my brain, I said to myself, okay, so then what you have to do is you have to walk from village to village to village. And then I looked to see how many villages there sort of were. And there was something like 150 or something like that. And I thought at least. It takes like six months to walk the Camino because you have to stay in each village that you, you stop it. It was such a learning curve. I love this. You know, this reminds me, we're going to talk about your Facebook group, but this reminds me why we need to talk to each other and we need each other to help prepare for this and to understand that the images in our minds I think they need to be honored and respected. Yes. You know, because when you pictured that hacking through the jungle and then you pictured having to stay in every town along the way, there's something that formed in your mind about what this is supposed to be, what this is going to be. And you didn't know. And so who am I to go, oh my gosh, I can't believe that's like the stupidest image ever. (laughs) And we see that in some of the Facebook groups where people ask very innocent, naive questions about the Camino. What 
if this, how do I do this? And people go, I mean, you can, you can hear the eyes rolling right in their responses. And then they, they judge and they tell them the right way. And which isn't your way, by the way, your way is wrong. And Mm -hmm. they get Mm -hmm. all over people. And Mm -hmm. I know you were on Facebook, you were in a couple of groups before you started yours and you realize something, something was missing and you wanted to create something else. Will you share with us how you came to create that Facebook group? Yes, you're, ab- you're absolutely right. I'm so glad you're, you're bringing that up. You know, when I was in the other Facebook groups, I, I was aware of some of the judgment that was happening, but that was, you know, I, I was able just to sort of let that go. And, you know, some people are like that it's social media. Okay. Whatever. Right. It did surprise me, though, because my understanding of the Camino is that it's a spiritual pilgrimage. And that is, you know, in its essence is 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 an exploration and a personal, personal journey. And so I, I could not understand where the this is the way to do it was coming from. It was very odd to me, but I wasn't being bothered by it. But what I did what I did miss was the, was the community of older women, was the community mm-hmm. of women over, I, you know, I say over 50, you know, woke as women of a certain age, but the, uh, you know, <laughs> Nancy, we have, we have wisdom that is born of the experience that we have had in our lives. And I want that wisdom to be part of my Camino. I want, I want my voice to be, honored and validated and shared. And I want those conversations about what it's like for a 60 year old body to walk, you know, 800 kilometers and, 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 and what happens with the fear that you have, because, you know, I've never traveled by myself and Mm -hmm. I'm going to be 60. And so that's different than I'm 25 and I haven't traveled by myself. So you know, all of those conversations to happen. And I was missing that in the Mm -hmm. other groups and I didn't feel safe to start Mm -hmm. them. Right. Mm -hmm. So it was just a really innocent, innocent, (laughs) innocent call out, you know, Hey, anybody, any women over 50 want to, you know, get together and and talk about our common experiences. And it was just like, boom, everybody, you know, Really big response. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So how how many women are in the group now in the so Facebook we group? We have 8,300 women in the Woka, the Camino Facebook right now. Wow. And I want to yeah. make sure people know what Woka is. It's W-O-A-C-A, which mm-hmm. is women of a certain age. Right. And so if you're on Facebook and you search for W-O-A-C-A, it's going to pop right up. Is it? Good. That's great. And it's a little... A little um, there was a little pun there that I'm not sure how many people who joined the group get, right? Because it's Woka the Camino instead of Walk the Camino. <laughs> I completely missed it. You explained it and I went, oh. <laughs> okay, I want to share something from the book. Um, we're going to talk about the book more, but I want to share something from the foreword that really just fits perfectly with what you just described. Oh, and the other thing, I haven't mentioned this yet, you asked me to write the foreword for this book. And I, I was so honored and so delighted to have that opportunity. And I wrote it when I was in Spain on the Camino. I was at the end of a month-long trip, I think it was. 
And I had been a writer in residence at the Stone Boat Guest House in Robinal del Camino. I was there for three weeks and I was wow. writing and working and doing stuff. A friend of mine owns the guest house and she had gone to the US. So I was writer in residence slash guest house sitter. And then she came back and I left the guest house and I had three days on the Camino to myself to do whatever I wanted. And it was fall and the weather was cold and rainy and I didn't want to go for a walk necessarily. And right at that point, I got the invitation from you to write the forward. And I went, oh, you need it when? Two days? <laughs> two, I'm sorry, what? Two days? And so I had nothing else going on. And so I just hunkered mm -hmm. down and I started writing it. And I had written the draft before I asked you for your bio information. And then you sent me the bio information. And I went, oh, okay. I only have to add one more thing. Cause I had already, I already had a sense of who you were from your work on the Facebook group. So let me read this one paragraph uh, that I think really captures what you have created. Here's what it is. I wrote, I love what Elisa is building through the Waka group. It reminds me that if what you want and need doesn't exist, you can create it. Hmm. You, me, anyone. And if you want something and need something, chances are thousands of others want and need it too. That is just, you're right. That just right? Totally captures it. Yeah. There you go. And now there are thousands of women in that groove all helping each other. And Yeah. Yeah. So I want to back up a little bit before we talk more about those things and share with me some of your challenges or frustrations when you started getting ready. You had a 16-month lead and mm -hmm. the idea formed, the vision, the image, all of that formed. You had a sense of the spirituality that was being called within you. Yeah. Did you run into any roadblocks, any difficulties, any challenges? Yeah, I ran into myself. What? So that's what happened, you know? I mean, Nancy, you and I are, you know, we're movers and shakers. We're running <laughs> businesses. We're doing everything. Like we know our way around the internet. We know that that stuff wasn't a problem, right? What the, the challenge was, was what was going on inside. So mm -hmm. all the ways that it challenged my conception of what I could do, my conception, my conception of what I deserved to do, my conception of how my life and my family were going to be affected. All of that, you know, just came bubbling up and all the places where I, I wanted to honor the, the journey that I was taking in saying, I'm going to do this, but felt, found it really difficult to do that because of my own, you know, my own, my own guilt or my own, uh, you know, anxiety or not wanting to, you know, put it on to my kids or they're going to worry all of that. So that's been, you know, the biggest challenge to just honor it inside of myself. And, you know, it, it has been I, honestly, to be totally honest with you, when I'm leaving, when I've got my book in front of me, uh, 76 days from now, <laughs> but who's counting? Yeah. <laughs> and I, and I think it was only really a couple of weeks ago where I, I phoned my sister and I said, okay, this is it. I'm, 
I'm driving myself crazy. I have to S-H-I-T or get off the pot. Like I (laughs) still hadn't completely grounded. And this is after months and months and months of everyone around me, you know, supporting and when are you leaving and me buying a plane ticket to Paris and like all of that stuff internally, it still hadn't landed only a couple of weeks ago. What brought it to the, to the landing point? I realized that I needed to ground, ground it in order to get everything done that I needed to do before I left. So it was partially practical, but because some of it was some of what I was doing, like training, for example, I was really kind of in a, okay, I'll take it or leave it. I can walk today or not, whatever. I may not even go, right? Like that's the way it kind of. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I know. Stop it. And that's, um, you know, that's a product of my 60 years of living. Like that is my story coming to the front because I'm a very decisive person. I get a lot done in my life. I set intentions and I go for it. But there's also a part of me that the doubts, right? Like, can I do this? Or mm. should I do this? Or, you know, if it if it doesn't happen, what does that mean about me? And all of those fears, everything, the Camino was like a, um, you know, what's it called when something's just distilled, it just brings everything like totally into focus. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what it's been like for me. So I've already walked a Camino in Toronto. Because right. I had to get through all of that deeply spiritual, emotional journey. Mm-hmm. What have you learned about navigating that, that you might share with, with others? Yeah, um, I've learned to surrender. I, I mean, I, I think I'm, you know, I've always known about surrendering, but acting as if for mm. so long was a real surrender. And not waiting until I was a hundred percent sure was a real learning experience. You know, just, just knowing this is the Camino I'm going to be walking and this is how I want to walk. And then having all of those fears and doubts coming, coming up, you know, can I leave my life for so long? It's, this is a much more expansive Camino than somebody else's Camino would be. Is that the right thing? Is it the wrong thing? not letting all of those things um, need to be completely uh, clear and feel good before Mm. I took the step. And I'm, you know, I'm sure that that's going to be my experience walking too, right? Like, is this the right way? Or (laughs) I set out this, this hour, or should I set out that hour? Like, you know, maybe. So that's, that's what I've learned. And, and from, being in the group and having, you know, hundreds and hundreds of conversations over the last 10 months, I, I that there are many people who feel completely sure. So if we all waited until we were completely sure, it would really put things off, right? Yes. Well, think about anything in life. If you yeah. waited to have children until you knew you could be a good parent, right. the human race would be done. <laughs> good point. Right? 
Yeah. yeah. If you waited yeah. to start a business until you were completely mm-hmm. confident that you were good at it, or competent mm-hmm. or capable, mm-hmm. we wouldn't have business. We would mm-hmm. be, you know, we probably would still be back in those days where we're, you know, farmers and sharing, you know, trade your eggs for, for coffee kind of thing, you know? Yeah. <laughs> right. right. Well, it's, it's so interesting to me to look at or hear about the journey within as much as the logistics and the planning and the got to check this off the list and here's my to-do list and it just doubled. Why did my list just double? You know, all (laughs) these things that we, we have to do. And I'm going to assert that that is part of the Camino experience. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure it is. When people imagine themselves walking the Camino, so often it's the things that we see in the YouTube videos and Mm -hmm. the beautiful vistas and the wonderful scenery and those charming small towns, pilgrims gathered around the dinner table. It is all that. Yeah. It is all that. And simultaneously is this inner journey. Right, right. Which we think we're going for the external journey, but I assert that we are actually going for the inner journey, particularly women of a certain age. Yeah, true, true. And I mean, you are you know, you're in a perfect position to, to talk about that as well, because you help so many people to, to do all of those practical things, to take that off of their plate, to not have to worry about that. And I think that what that does is it allows for more space for that, you know, internal journey, because a lot of the anxiety comes from the practical the practical stuff. So, you know, that's why I love what you do because you're like, you know what? I'm going to get you on your way. Like I'm not even talking about, you know, the entire Camino. I'm just talking about let's get you on your way so that you can actually enjoy. And I think do the, the inner work that you need to do in order to actually get on the plane, get off yeah. the plane, yeah. start. That's a lot of it. Yeah. I think you, you can't not do the inner work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it comes with it. And then you get on the trail and, you know, people say, don't plan, just go, just show up. Well, I could probably easily list five things that you have to do, even if you're not going to plan. <laughs> right. Okay. Plan don't plan. Yeah. You still have to pack. You still have to decide when you're going and how long you're going to take. Yeah. And you still have to get there. Yeah. yeah you know, exactly. so there are all these things, no matter what a first time pilgrim has a to-do list. Right. And then the journey that happens within is where the gold is, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, and not for nothing, but I love, I love teaching people savvy traveler tips. I love helping mm-hmm. people learn how to travel because I suspect that this won't be your final trip. Right. Right. I think you're going to want to do more. You'll get hooked, whether it's another Camino, whether right. it's walking on the Great Wall of China, whether it's hiking in the Himalayas, yep. this is not the final trip. No, it's definitely not. It's definitely not. And traveling has always, you know, been something I've wanted to do and I haven't been able to. And so that's, you know, that's, that's the past and this is the present. And, um, you know, everybody says, I don't think I've ever talked to anybody who hasn't said that the Camino was life-changing. And I don't care if you walk for five days or three days or two months. It seems like everybody says that. I haven't heard anyone say, whatever, I could have taken it or leave it in. I didn't feel anything like I've yet to hear that. So yeah, 
I have heard that. I have met people. Really? Sure. Yeah. And I've heard stories of people who I even, you know, have corresponded with people who get there and have to immediately turn around for some reason. Sure. Yeah. Who just arms in the air, I surrender to go to, I'm not doing it, that kind of surrender. Doesn't that teach you something too, though? If you're paying attention. Uh huh. If you're paying attention. And I have this theory, I've had it for many years that when you go to the Camino, the person who goes to the Camino is you. You know that saying, wherever you go, there you are. Yes. Yeah. So it's tempting to think that simply by getting to the Camino or walking the Camino at the other end will be this brand new person that I've always longed to be. <laughs> right. But it takes that takes work. You know that from your professional work. Right. It doesn't happen because we flip a switch. It doesn't happen because right. we did one thing or took one right. flight. It right. happens because we keep saying yes to what wants to emerge. Very well said. And I think that at this stage of life as well, you know, many of us have had that experience of, I know when I was 22, I went to England with my, um, my then boyfriend, now my husband, and we stayed with his family and, and I had an eating disorder at the time. And I remember so clearly just thinking, well, this is great. I'm going to, I'm going to go across the pond and I'm going to be in a whole different city. And this will be my chance to get rid of this thing, you know, and which I hadn't even named at the time, (laughs) but I was going to be completely, you know, free and clear of it. And uh, that, of course, that totally didn't happen. Mm -hmm. And that taught me that, yeah, you, you just, you know, wherever you go, you take yourself with you. That's right. So there I am. There I am. Yeah. You know, people ask me off a lot. How many times have I walked the Camino? And I honestly don't know the answer to that. But what I find is a more interesting question is why do I keep walking? And I ask myself that question regularly so that I can see if I can articulate it. And so I talked about this in last week's episode with Dr. Edward in that I have been many times, but each time I go, I'm a new person. So Mm. it's sort of a cumulative growth or cumulative personal growth Mm. that I keep showing up. And then there's someone else, a new me who hasn't been on the Camino yet. And I keep going back because I'm not done. I'm not done growing and learning and exploring. And for me, the Camino is such a perfect venue for that. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Okay. That makes total sense. Yeah. I love it. I said that to one person as well. So for me, part of the joy of traveling is, and I think we talked about this once in one of our conversations, part of the joy of traveling is um, where am I going to be staying at night? I love little, you know, beautiful little places to stay. I Mm -hmm. love, you know, going to B&Bs and having conversations with the person that owns it. So this was like Disneyland for me. It's like, I can map out 60 days of these amazing, you know, this used to be a monastery and this is a 17th century house that two people now own that they were, you know, I was just, I just like, forget about Netflix. Like I was just completely <laughs> you know, like, blissed, right? For six months, all I did was just look at these places and mm. think, oh, I want to go, there. I want to sleep in that bed. I want to, 
So that was like a huge part of the fun for me. Mm. And, you know, throughout all of that, I'm hearing all of these conversations about, you know, you should do it this way. You should do that way. Somebody, somebody in one of my walker circles that I, I run through the community said, um, you know, oh, listening to that just terrifies or horrifies me. She said, horrifies me. And I thought, oh my God, the way I'm doing my community was horrifying somebody that's terrible. But I, I also had this sort of realization that, um, you know, maybe in my next Camino, if I do it again, I'll decide to do it differently. I don't, yes. I, there's, I don't have to do anything. I can do this yes. or not, right? So yes. I love the way you put it. It's like, maybe in the next Camino, I'll be, you know, quote unquote, a different person. And I'll feel like expressing something differently on the yes. path. And I will More do that you. through staying in dorms or who knows. Yes. Right? Yes. And you'll be a different person or, or you'll be more, you said it earlier, a more authentic version of yourself. Yeah. The way I articulated it is, is I discovered that I liked myself more the more I walked the Camino. And as someone who has always struggled with self-like or self-love, that's a gift to notice that a version of me that I like more keeps coming out. Of course, I'm going to go back. I, I don't know of a greater gift that you can possibly give yourself rather than just loving who you are more, boy. Yeah, because then that's what the world gets of you. That's right. right. That's yeah. right. It's it's all about expressing and celebrating and sharing your essence, who you are, right? I think that's why we get along so well. We share yeah. that, that common view. It's not that for everybody. For some people, it is me just meeting you know, a couple hundred people from around the world <laughs> right. or the physical challenge. Let me just go see what my body can do. Sure. Or it's the food and wine tour. I'm going to go drink all yeah. that great wine and eat great food. And yeah. Right. What was it called? Somebody called it the world's longest pub crawl or something like that. Yeah. You know, I've often said that if I were to ever write a book about my early days on the Camino, it would be called bar hopping across Northern Spain. <laughs> 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 but okay. I haven't written the book. There's so many. I mean, I, the, the Spanish bar is such a gift to the world, in my opinion. It has everything we need and want, and it's a community center. Oh, gosh. That's where people go. Oh, I can't wait. I know. It's great. <laughs> it's great. All right. So let's, um, let's shift a little bit. I want to talk more about what you've been working on. We talked about the Waka group on Facebook, and a couple projects have come out of that. So let's start with the book. How did that book project come to be? Well, because part of my reason for starting Woka the Camino was to make a, have a, a space for women's voices, women over 50 for their voices. That's been such a central um, tenet for me in the community. And so to put together a book of those voices felt like just a completely natural next step to take. And I always had that in my consciousness from the very beginning that you know, we just, we need a book of these stories of these amazing, powerful, inspiring women, just, you know, being able to, to, to talk from the heart about their experience. And that was what I asked. I, I reached out to the community and I said, write whatever you want to write, just, just speak from the heart. That's all, all I ask you to do is speak from the heart. And um, so we ended up with the, this, this collection of stories and they are all, um, they're all beautiful. I mean, that's the only way to describe them. They're all beautiful because they're coming from women's hearts. 
you know, and they're, they're as different, they're all as different as each of the women are different from four corners of the globe and all the different experiences and, you know, women from 50 to, to 80 and the whole, the whole range. But the, the inspiration is, is the same, the inspiration of the call to walk and without exception, it takes it takes courage and it takes listening to that call and saying yes. And, and so every story, like some of them still bring me to tears, like after reading them 10 times, honestly, yeah. some of them are like just the ones that I always go back to, to tell other people about, to give examples of, because, you know, they remind me of me or, you know, or I just love a specific line somebody used or something. They're amazing. And there's, there's a little color picture of each woman next to their story. And I, I love that too. These are real people. Exactly. Exactly. Real people, full color. Here we are. And your, your entry is one of them. Yeah. 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 I had to write my own in there too. <laughs> so I was wondering if you would read for us an excerpt from, I mean, my first choice is from yours, but do you have, do you have uh, any, any couple lines you'd like to read from the book? Let's see. Um, okay. My Camino comes after decades of financially and emotionally supporting my family. Being a mother has been the joy of my life. And I look forward to many more years of this job, but I have made decisions like most mothers do that have also taken a toll on my personal growth. I don't regret one single second, but looking forward, my intention is to try to ease myself into the next set of experiences I want to have in my life. I want to dedicate the rest of my life to living with peaceful presence, connected to my essential self, and in turn, help others to do the same, both individually and in community. There's some rich stuff there. Yeah. Yeah. It reminds me of Tiffany, who was on in episode two of this, of this uh, season, who was also a mother. And she said, I gave and I gave and I gave. And one day I said, what about me? Mm -hmm. Don't I deserve something too? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's a theme of women, I think, especially women who have had families. Yeah. And it can be the joy of your life. Like I can't imagine anything that would bring me more joy. And I continue to love it every single day, but that doesn't mean that that's it. You that's know? not it. And I think that's so important yeah. that we are alive and kicking. We are not done. Mm -hmm. We are not done. I want everyone to get that message, yeah. whatever age you are, because ageism is is very much an internal process, very much an internal process. And if we can set aside, you know, I don't want to get violent and kick it to the curb, but if we can set aside those beliefs that don't serve us when we are, you know, in our fifties, we still have 20, probably 15 to 20 to 30 years of life left. Sure. And much of that, we're still healthy and strong and capable physically to do these things. Yeah. Our minds are way ahead of where they were 20 years ago. Yeah. Our hearts are more open, hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. We're not done. No, we're not done. And there are so many 
little subtle messages from society that says, yes, you are. Mm -hmm. You're you're in black and white now. Yeah. Or invisible. Worse yet. Or invisible. Exactly. So even, even though, you know, I see myself in bright, vivid color, Mm. I'm still aware that I'm looking around going, but you don't see me that way necessarily. And that can, as you say, it can be insidious and it can kind of, you can internalize that. Yeah. Um, Yeah. All right. So we have to talk about community then, because I know for me, I'm part of a, my church community and, and they see me in full color. There's something about community Mm-hmm. that allows us to still be who we are. It's when we step out of our family system and our community system and we become invisible or we become black and white to others who don't know us and you know, sort of generalize in their minds about what it is to be a woman of this age or a man of this age. But in community, something different happens. So will you talk about your love of community and what you are doing with this community? Yeah, um, hmm. Yes, you're you're absolutely right. You've you've set that up completely the way I feel about it too. <laughs> you know, it's just it's so much easier um, to see ourselves when we're in community. And you know, there's something about community for me, which is that we. It's not even that we all depend on each other. It's that we we're 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 standing side by side. We have a common a common interest, a common language. And we can shape that container. It's a container that we can shape in whatever way we want to hold within it whatever is important to us as a, as a collective. So, you know, a family is a community. You're right. You know, it's important for our family to be able to support each other and make sure we can all grow and we're eating properly and like, <laughs> et cetera, et cetera, all the way to this, you know, community, uh, this Woka, the Camino community, which which is just sort of, it's there and it's being, um, it's being created every, every day by, by what we're offering to each other and how we're thinking about each other and how we're seeing each other and how we're witnessing each other. And, mm. and it's just being grown and grown and grown, not in numbers, but in strength. And yeah. so, you know, there's just, for me, there's just nothing, you know, there's really nothing more more powerful in, in, in a sense. And you know what else it is? It's a, a living, breathing reminder that even if we think we're separate, we're not, you know, yes. we are connected. And even if we don't feel like we're connected, it's reality is, is that we're connected. And so you know, it's like the old, the old thing, you know, you're breathing in the air that I'm breathing out. I mean, there's just a hundred different examples like that. So, so for me, community is a, it's just a, a, a very powerful place to be. And you see that in, in the, in the group all the time, you see people saying, Oh, I've been, you know, reading posts for five months and I haven't posted anything. I haven't commented. I haven't liked but from everything I've read now, I feel like I can do it. You know, it's just big step. Yeah. Yeah. For some of us, even going public with our dreams yes. is terrifying. Yes. Yes. Yeah. There is that component of, do I deserve this? 
Mm-hmm. But then for me, there's also the component of, oh, uh-oh, they might hold me to it. <laughs> I might have to actually go do it if I say it. People witness me right. saying I'm doing this thing. Yeah. Right, right. But then in community, we support each other. And so what I love about what you're doing, you've taken this even further than the Facebook group and further than the book to create something completely new and original from what I've seen on the Camino Horizon and it is, it's something that's going to help us make those dreams come true. So will you talk about your big project that you just launched? Yeah, you're right. It will help us. So there's two pieces to it. One is the Camino Love Fund and the other is the Camino Treasure Chest. So the Camino Love Fund is a way for us as women of a certain age in our beautiful, you know, beautiful, beautiful community, powerful community to expand our influence past a Facebook group by by donating to a, a fund where women can apply and receive funds to make their Camino easier for them. So the vision, <laughs> the vision is, and I love this vision, the vision is anything from Uh, you know, I really would like this pair of shoes to walk, but you know, $250 is just too much for me. I can't, I can't do that. You know, I could put a hundred in, can the fund help me with the other 150? Everything from that to help with a plane ticket to I'm walking along the Camino and I haven't slept well in three days. I really could use a, a private room, you know, no problem. Here's the, here's the money for the private room all the way to the big dream, which is having a woke on the Camino, albergue on the Camino, Camino. I haven't heard that. Yeah, that's sort of the end. I mean, that's the vision that I'm holding on to, which is literally a place where any, 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 any woke can come and just, you know, be there and not have to worry about, about anything. It's like a little oasis. So, so the Camino Love Fund is, is, is good is there to help you know hundreds and thousands of, of of women pilgrims over many many years hopefully big vision one of the main ways that um that i'm hoping to fill the fund is through this entity called the camino treasure chest it didn't take me long to be on facebook group before i started getting frustrated with how easy it was to lose the information that was coming in Mm. every single day, right? The inspirations and the informations were just like, they just dropped down the page and you couldn't find them, they're gone, right? The Facebook algorithm is in charge. Completely, completely. Even I can't find my own posts sometimes, (laughs) you know, I'm looking and looking and looking. So I said to myself, okay, this isn't, this isn't good. Like, you know, I don't have 50 years to look for, you know, this post I'm looking for. So I created this, this thing, which as we're talking now in the first week of February, it's just opened this week. So this is brand new, but it's already humming. We already have over a hundred women in there. And um, so it's called the Camino Treasure Chest. And at the beginning where it is right now is there's a space to buy and sell so you can post things that you want to sell. You can buy things. You can do the whole thing for donation. That's totally cool as well. 
There's a place where you can say, I'm leaving for the Camino Francis on April 24th. Is there anybody else that's going to be in St. John on that day? All of that sort of connecting pieces um, that we want. There's an accommodation recommendation. There's a place to eat recommendation space. And there's these learning meetups. And so you're going to be doing one at the end of uh, February, which I'm so excited about, which I know you know, maybe you could talk about that on this I will. would be great. Yes. Um, but this is a way for us to share our wisdom with each other. So I think there's six in February starting off with. And so everything from yesterday, um, we had one on volunteering on the Camino. And a couple of days, we're having one on using training poles. There's one on mindfulness, walking with mindfulness. So we, we have a lot to give. So the treasure chest way for it all to be in there those are our treasures those are what we're offering to each other and 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 outside of each other as well so yeah so that's what's happening now it's a, it's, a, it's a big chunk but i'm i'm yeah you know, i'm hopeful it's a big chunk and so i just i want to acknowledge what went into that because you created this vision you created these components of it and this these ideas within it of what it could be and then you had to set up the behind the scenes technology <laughs> to get that all to work. Right. And so I know for me, I'm I'm constantly tweaking and working out bugs and things like that. But yeah. I did click through it all and and you've you've got this thing humming. I know you're going to just keep on expanding it and improving it and adding more to it. So I do want to talk about that talk that I'm doing. It's Great. February 22nd. It's 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time which 11, 12, 1, 2, that's two o'clock in Toronto or Eastern, Eastern time. And what I'm going to be doing, I'm going to be doing a live version of one of the sessions in my Camino Frances Getting Started audio guide on the trail guide. So uh, you've got a copy, you've got my audio guide. So I'd love to hear what you, yeah. what you think about it. But first I'll give a little rundown of, of what it is. So it's a two-part guide. The first part gets you to your starting point. It's from idea to arrival in St. Jean-Pied-du-Port. And then the the on-the-trail guide takes you from there to Pamplona. And then it comes back when you're nearing Saria, picks you up and gets you all the way to Santiago. So it's it's sort of, it is a getting started guide because I believe that once you get started, you'll be like, I got this, Nancy. (laughs) <laughs> thank you goodbye <laughs> no, so I get you there so the session that I'll be doing is how do you plan a single day on the Camino mm. what do you need to think about in order to walk a day on the Camino and it's a surprising number of things that you have to think about and at first you're like are you serious I have to know all I have to think about all these things but about four days in, you're like, oh, yeah, that's ready. That's done. I'm doing that. That happened. That's where that is. I got this. You know, you become <laughs> settled into your pilgrim identity and then yeah. you've got it. So February 22nd, 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. I'm going to walk you through that session. Yay. So anybody yeah. who wants to join Nancy on that session, just come into the Facebook group and then join the treasure chest and then yes. it'll be right there. And I mean, I, I did... Um, you know, because I'm at that place now where I'm I'm trying to get myself on the plane and to Saint Jean. So I immersed myself in the first part of your of the audio guide, and I think I emailed you and went, "Oh my gosh, like Nancy, this is like insane." The amount of 
information and how clear you are when you give it. It is really something else. I know people get tons and tons of information from the podcast. I know they get tons of support and encouragement and inspiration to walk. And that is just a huge gift that you give to the communal community. And everybody agrees on that for sure. And the audio guide is just, I feel so much, so much more secure just knowing that I can always go back. I remember that I, I was listening to you did a walkthrough like on the screen of booking train tickets. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm like, yeah, I, I got to book a train ticket. I can do that. But I watched it and there was about four or five things that I went, oh, I'm so glad she said, oh, oh, that's the cheaper platform to do it on. Oh, that's great. And it just like took any question I had just completely out of my mind. And it was it, really super helpful. So I think the work you're doing is just incredible. Uh, thank you so much. And I will have a promotion coming up on the audio guide, probably Ooh. to correspond with the February 22nd uh, talk. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. So cool. that's that's coming up. Yeah. And I do, I do want to say, I, I want to make sure that we're clear on it, that the Waka group is for women age 50 and older. And so I don't like to exclude people because I know that the Camino is not exclusive, it's inclusive. Mm-hmm. And so while the Waka group and the treasure chest are for women over the age of 50, there's so much information out there for everyone, and including my audio guide. So I will also have the same promotion for anyone on my email list. And so I want to make sure people get on my email list. And you can do that by going to my website, thecaminoexperience.com. And there's also a link in the show notes so that you can get on my email list and get all my promotions. And, you know, that's such a good point because the book as well, I've had women under 50, obviously buy the book and they end up being inspired by the women who are, you know, if, if, if you're 65 and you can do, you can walk this, you know, uh, six months after your husband died and you have had three, you know, knee surgeries and you're like, you know, the whole bit, like it, you know, it just inspires everybody. So that's what we're here for. Exactly. So it's not meant to be exclusive. It's meant to be a strong container for our voices. And then absolutely there we can help everybody. Yeah. So I hope people will go grab this book. Where do they get the book? Alicia? Oh, it's on Amazon. So I, I don't know if it's possible to put a link in the notes, or whatever, but there's a link in the show notes. So you can get to Amazon quickly in one click to get that book. And yeah, it is inspiring. And when we hear other people's stories, I think particularly of people who haven't yet walked it, it's like they're not in, in the inside yet. They don't know what it really is. You, you have no idea what you're up for. You have no idea until you do it. And I think if we can talk to people from that perspective, which is why I do the podcast the way I do it, is because I think by hearing the stories of other people just like you, whether it's they're the same age, the same gender, the same religion, the same nationality matters less than the fact that you have one thing in common. Mm-hmm. You want to do this. You have a dream of walking the Camino and you're working on how to get that to happen. Yeah. And yeah. to hear the stories of other people who are in exactly that position, no matter what other demographics apply to them, that's where we get inspired. I've heard from so many of my listeners that just by hearing other people's other first-time pilgrim stories 
It's yeah. empowering them to go do this and go, you know what? Mm-hmm. I'm terrified, but I can do, I, I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's what your book is doing. Yeah. 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 It's good, good work, Elisa. I'm so happy to know you and to be part of, part of your community. (laughs) You are such a special part of my community or our community, Nancy, and you have the beginning and I'm thrilled that your voice is in the book and that you're there and you're just, you're just giving to people all the time in that community. Mm. So I I feel really blessed by our, our friendship as well. Thank you. Likewise. Likewise. I want to do one more thing before yeah. we wrap up. Okay. I want you to imagine you are in Santiago de Compostela. You still have to go to the coast. You're not done with that yet, <laughs> but you are in Santiago de Compostela. You've seen the photos of people in front of the cathedral, either jumping in the air. I have no idea how they do that after walking 800 kilometers, or they are arms raised in celebration. I want you to imagine yourself there. What are you thinking and feeling? I can do anything. Yes. Oh, I got tears. I got tears. That's it. That's it. I'll let you know if that's what happened. I love it. You know, when I arrived in Santiago on my first Camino walk in 2005, I was walking around the cathedral and I had this moment when I realized I can no longer say the words. I can't do that. Oh, right. I might say no because I'm not interested or it doesn't feel like the right thing for me or I just don't want to, but it will never again be because I can't do it. Oh gosh. So we have the same, the same thing. And how in the world can you, can you feel that so deeply and not have your life change? That's right. Right. That's right. Oh, that's so powerful. Oh, yeah. I love it. It's good stuff. Mm -hmm. Alisa, we've covered a ton of ground and this has been so fun. Is there anything else that you are just dying to say about walking the Camino? Anything you want us to bear witness to or anything you just want to say to other first-time pilgrims? Yeah, I want to say that you can walk your Camino no matter what it looks like, what it feels like. Just just, just walk your own Camino. And your Camino starts now. And right now. Right now. Whether you have a week or a weekend, whether you have 60 days like Elisa does, whether you have 18 years like I seem to have, <laughs> <laughs> whatever it is. That's wisdom right there. Yeah. Yeah. And as you claim your Camino, you also claim access to your authentic self, to who you know is in there and mm-hmm. wants out into the world. Mm-hmm. And that person is really worth it. Right? Yeah. Yes. Yes. I don't know. I kind of have this belief that that if you're here, it's because you need to be here. You have something to bring into the world that nobody else can bring into the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's go do that. You you named your podcast well. Thank you. Thank you. This is absolutely a, a labor of love. Yeah. I yeah. Can you can tell with every word. Yeah. You know, I, I am so inspired by who you are in relation to community and how 
how effortlessly you seem to bring people together and build community. My sweet spot is more one-on-one, the one-on-one conversations. And yeah, we're in a, the same community. I'm in a community here. You're in a community there. But these one-on-one conversations is my sweet spot. I love this. <laughs> yeah. So Elisa, absolutely my pleasure to have you on the show and to get to hear more about what you're up to and why you're doing it. You are touching lives and I'm just, I can't wait to meet you on the trail. Oh, that will be really sweet. Yes. Thank you. Thank you for all the work you do. And thank you for this. I've just been looking forward to it for a number (laughs) of weeks and um, I really, really enjoyed it. It was great fun. Excellent. Can't wait to see what happens next. Yay. All right. Thanks, Elisa. Okay. Bye-bye. Hey, I'm still here even though Alisa has dropped off. Still here because I have that special extra bit for you to wrap up this episode. First, a reminder that I've got that 20% off promo code coming up on Friday, February 23rd for the Camino Frances Getting Started audio guide that Alisa and I talked about. If you're having trouble getting clear and accurate information about how to pull together your Camino trip, how to get to Saint-Jean-Pied-du-Port, and how to navigate your way while you get comfortable on the trail. This is the guide for you. Follow the link in the show notes to get on my email list so you're sure to get that promo code on Friday. Or go directly to my website to get on my email list, thecaminoexperience.com. Now for the surprise surprise. I asked Elisa to reach out to a couple of the women who contributed to her book, Hearing the Camino's Call, and asked them if they would be on the podcast. I wanted them to read what they had written so you could hear their stories in their own voices. I'm delighted to share with you now two excerpts from the book from Karen and Debbie. Okay, my name is Karen and I'm from St. Petersburg, Florida. The first time I walked the Camino was in May of 2022, and I walked from Valencia, Portugal, to Santiago, Spain, and it was the last hundred or so kilometers. And I'm going back again. I'm going to be going back in April of this year, and I'm starting in Saria and walking to Santiago. It's been said, stepping out of your comfort zone is where the magic happens. At 63, I did just that. I walked the Camino Portuguese from Valencia to Santiago de Compostela. This was not something I imagined long ago. This was the result of a long journey to rediscovering myself, a journey of self-inquiry, going deep, peeling back the layers of stories I told myself for so long. 63 was a pivotal time in my healing. I had a strong desire to stretch my wings. I was ready to celebrate me. The Camino checked all the boxes, adventure, walking, nature, meeting people from around the world, and travel. I connected with women via Camino Facebook groups. I heard over and over again, the Camino will provide, and you're never alone, and that's the truth. The support gave me a sense of confidence. I knew in my heart it was time. What I learned is that we are more capable than we think. We'll figure things out. It's never too late to grow and experience new things, no matter how scary it may be and no matter what your age. It's leaning into your fear and going for it. It's trusting yourself. 
For me, it all started with an idea to do something that challenged me, inspired me, took me out of my comfort zone and helped me grow. It was a celebration of how far I've come, a celebration I've shared with so many beautiful like-minded pilgrims. I'm forever grateful for this amazing life-changing experience. All I can say, it's never too late when Camino. Hello, I'm Debbie. I'm from Ocean City, Maryland. I will be going to St. John Pie de Port May 21st and ending up in Santiago. I'm in the planning phase of my Camino journey as I write this excerpt. My decision to partake on this journey derived from several life events. I'm a retired school teacher who taught history and multicultural pilgrimages were a frequent discussion. I always revered El Camino. I never thought I'd be blessed to venture on a pilgrimage of my own. In hindsight, a seed was planted in room C-104. The summer of 23, I had the privilege of teaching English in Poland. It was an amazing experience that created lifelong bonds. A co-teacher on our team who I'd met there had mentioned the desire to walk the Camino. Due to the success of this trip and the chance meeting of like-minded women, I believe that the Santiago seed sprouted. Upon my return, I formed a woman's hiking group to do a portion of the Appalachian Trail. And in planning, I had reacquainted with a friend of 35 years. She had divulged at the time that she prepared for the Camino in 2023, but had to cancel at the last minute. Fast forward, and Jermaine and Samantha and I outlined our pilgrimage over a 10-plus hour session. Our trek will begin in May 2024. I believe in the synchronicity of this universe and its triangular pull on the three of us. I believe that thoughts are energy and a form of manifestation. My daily thoughts are focused on the Camino. I do not know my why. I do know I have to. And I'm confident my why will surface on the trail. I'm eager to experience the transformation. Until then, my mantra will remain. Listen to the wind, it talks. Listen to the silent, it speaks. And listen to your heart, it knows. 